everyone, this is Bree. I'm here from the Chocolate Bar. Um, we are back and so excited. Uh, I'm here with Dee. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> and we are super happy to be back and have our, uh, you all here with us tonight. And we're talking a little bit about comparison and why that is the thief of joy. Um, Obviously, before we get to that point, I always like to catch up and see what's been happening. So what's been going on in your life, Dee? Oh, boy. I remain 10 million weeks out from whatever the first <laughs> powerlifting meet is. I don't know when it is. So we're just going with 10 million weeks out. I like um, it. I, I think I reached a special powerlifting milestone. I blacked out for the first time after deadlifting. <laughs> I don't recommend that party, people. If you haven't done it, don't do it. Right. It's it's like a painful nap. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I I spend a lot of this weekend asleep after my whatever caused that lovely flash of darkness <laughs> before my <laughs> eyes. Um, so yeah, there's that, there's that, and uh, working with my coach to make some changes to my plan because some things are not as successful as we'd hope they'd be, and I think that comes with the territory sometimes of working with someone new and trying some different methodology. So there was that and lots of napping and dog cuddling and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. eating. And yeah, this was an eat, sleep, lift kind of weekend. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that, that, that's where we are. Now that I'm really sitting here thinking about it, it really was. I, 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 I went to the gym and I ate and I got my nails done. I got my hair done because you know, that's, my thing, my hair and my nails, they have mm -hmm. to stay pretty. Mm -hmm. They have to stay pretty. And, um, yeah, so that, that was life. It's just been eat, sleep, lift, repeat, and get pretty. Right? right? <laughs> That's what it's about. So I guess you can share now because I feel like you always have something up your sleeve. <laughs> oh, I wish that were true. Um, so what's been happening in my world? So... Um, one of the things, uh, I guess this was maybe last weekend, I attended a judges certification workshop. And um, what that was about was um, the organization with which I compete, the IPE, International Pro Elite, um, had a workshop for folks that are interested in judging bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding shows. And, you know, one of the things that um, I've been thinking about lately is sort of, you know, once I kind of move on from being a um, physique athlete and competitor, you know, sort of what I can do to you know, give back and, 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 um, you know, still sort of stay engaged in that community. And, and one of those things that's of great interest to me is, uh, serving as a judge at other shows. I've done it, um, on kind of a minimal level up until this point. And I really did actually enjoy it. And I just feel like, you know, if I can be that person to, make what is already probably an extremely stressful situation for someone who's competing a little less stressful than I definitely want to do that. So um went to this uh, seminar just to kind of talk a little bit about, you know, sort of what each 
um, bodybuilding category consist of and what to look for as a judge and, you know, how to deal with certain issues. And it was a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of folks that um, I haven't seen in a while. So I'm really looking for, you know, when I had to take a test, oh my gosh. So <laughs> I'm really looking forward to getting more involved in that part of the process. So that was cool. Um, training wise, just sort of, um, transitioning into a new training phase tomorrow. Um, I've been reading over my new training plan and literally it's looking like algebra. So just trying to figure out how to make all of that work. (laughs) So I'm a little nervous, but I'm looking forward to it as well. And, um, everything else is going well. I'm, pretty much on track, I guess I could say, um, with respect to uh, my coach's feedback about where I am with respect to nutrition and all of that. So um, it's, it's it's a different process. Like I said before, I've never had to start dieting this early out for a show. And I was a little apprehensive about that. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've made some missteps and, you know, had some kind of blackout weekends. Like, wait, what? I wasn't <laughs> supposed to eat all those carbs? But, uh, you know, I'm learning a lot about myself and, and, and just, you know, kind of how to, you know, keep perspective about everything. So, you know, it's all good. Um, you know, family's doing well. Went to the movies yesterday, which I very rarely do because I cannot stay up past nine o'clock. So um, I ended up going to see um, Get Out, which is the new sort of horror film slash commentary on, you know, race relations in the U.S., um, uh, that was produced and directed by Jordan Peele from the Key and Peele comedy skits, if you all are familiar with that. Um, it was a really good movie. It was scary, but the things that you would think would be scary with respect to the actual horror concept of the films weren't the scary part. It was it was more just kind of thinking about sort of the interplay between um, African-Americans and white folks in the United States and and that whole thing and racism. So that was actually pretty scary. But um, if you have an opportunity to see it, then I would definitely recommend it. Um, Oh, also, I forgot to mention. um, So uh, Dee enticed me to sign up for um, Onyx Box, which is kind of a curated. Ah. Yes. Um, So this is curated um, selection of products for women of color. And I finally got it. And I loved it. Um, I there was a variety of things in there. But one of the things in there was a um, purple lipstick uh, uh, lip gloss thing that was just amazing and I realized um, that it was uh, by Black Radiance so of course I've been all over the internet trying to find some more colors because it just it wore beautifully and it looked great on my skin so if you guys you know ever decide or want to sign up for Onyx Box I would I highly suggest it it's so cute it's like getting a little Christmas present every month so it's my favorite day of the month yeah (laughs) Yes, so I'm excited about that, and I'm sure we will dish in more detail about that in future episodes. So that's kind of where I am right now. Just like I said, you know, getting ready for this week coming up. Spent most of the day cooking and doing meal prep and all that good stuff. So you're so responsible, girl. Sometimes we talked about this before. Like I can, I can do adulting in like two to three hour spurts. So. I'm kind of on the tail end right now, but you know, we gonna we gonna try to work it out as best we can. So, anyway, that's that's life where we are. So, yeah, you know, I was thinking about this whole comparison thing and like I said it became very um 
you know, just very sort of glaring for me this weekend because, um, you know, if most aren't aware, um, the Arnold Sports Festival uh, was happening this past weekend in Columbus, Ohio. And, um, you know, they have a variety of things there, be it, um, you know, physique sports, bodybuilding, um, powerlifting, martial arts, like they've really expanded into a lot of different areas. So um, it's a really great opportunity to see some amazing athletes do their thing. And then also, um, within the last two weeks, um, for those of uh, you who CrossFit, um, the CrossFit Open has started. So these are the open workouts where uh, folks, you know, can do these workouts. Um, they introduce a new one each Thursday. And then, you know, you can kind of start to chart your progress Um um, online with other folks around the nation and really the world that are doing the same workout. So, um, you know, I think it's a natural inclination in a lot of those areas to compare yourself to other people and kind of see where they are versus where you are right now. And those can, you know, that can be a good thing, but it can also be a not so good thing. And I know that, you know, we, we, we all deal with that and we all deal with comparison. So we would, wanted to take some time to talk a little bit about, you know, maybe why that isn't the most productive or healthy process and some of the things or, and maybe some ways that you can kind of stop yourself from doing that. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about your personal experience with comparison <laughs> T in terms of, you know, training and, and all, and even, you know, whatever it is, whether it's training or professional life or personal life. And, and, you know, we can kind of uh, start from there. Let's see. I, I think honestly, and Brie knows me well enough to know this. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I'm the worst at comparison, comparing myself to people. I do it all the time. Um, I am an inherent benchmark lover, um, which is probably why I should never, ever, ever do CrossFit because <laughs> I love benchmarks and they have all kinds of ways to benchmark yourself in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't need any more benchmarks for me to chase after because I'm really good at doing that to myself. And it's funny because uh, my coach laughs at me a lot because we do since he's, even though we live in the same state and we are within about 30 minutes of each other. We don't see each other on a regular basis. And I'll write these commentaries on the videos I send him when, about my training. And I'll say things like, these felt terrible. They look awful. And I feel like a nightmare today. Now, some days I legitimately do feel like a nightmare. And that just is what it is. It comes with the territory. Um, but I'm usually in the back of my mind somewhere comparing either myself to my earlier self or another self at some other point. Um, or the eight billion and 12 women that are on the internet who power lift, who are my size, who are mm-hmm. hundreds of pounds stronger than I am and that I, mm-hmm. and hundreds of pounds stronger than I probably will ever be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the important thing that comes to that, that kind of comes out of this is for me is I sometimes have to pay attention to number one, the fact that I started powerlifting after age 30 something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a little different when you start this game at 35 or closer to 40 versus starting it at 18 or 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And I can't compare myself to, although realistically, if we're talking about competing, and I think that's what makes this a little complicated for a lot of us is that in reality, when you go to a meet, yes, it's you versus you, but 
there's still a winner. Right. <laughs> like We don't right. like to talk about it. We all like to say, oh, this is you versus you. But there's still a winner. There's mm-hmm. still a person who is the best lifter or the strongest person or however you want to think about it or whatever you're chasing after. And I remember a friend of mine who you, who just recently did a meet, she went and actually took the time to kind of read the roster of girls who she was competing against in her weight class. And then she went and found them on Instagram and it made her completely neurotic because mm-hmm. now, you know, okay, this girl is in my weight class. She's in training, lifting 70 pounds more than me. What's she going to be like on meet day? Right. That's not helpful. That's it, it, it. It's almost a little crazy making. And I have, I know here where I am, we don't have a lot of quote unquote weak lifters. We have a lot of really strong girls here and I can easily by accident trip and fall and land on somebody's Instagram from here without even really trying very hard. Mm-hmm. And if I spend too much time on it, it's it, it it becomes really clear that from a strategy point, I need to be really smart about when I lift or who right. I lift against because there aren't a lot of girls here my size who are where I am or who are and I think it's just by virtue of there are some really good coaches in the state here. So you get inherently strong girls, younger girls, older girls, whatever, who are inherently strong. You get good coaches. And then you have the internet and you put those three together. And it's kind of like this perfect storm of look at how strong everybody is and look at how strong you're not. Mm-hmm. And I know talking to some of my friends and I don't know that I saw as much of this when I was on the physique side of the world, but I definitely see it with powerlifting and some of my friends who do CrossFit on the competitive side where, because you can find anybody on Instagram and most of us who train, you know, the videos go up either every day or, you know, a few times a week and you get a sense for what people are doing. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you have the side of the physique competitor and feel free to tell me I'm wrong here, Brie, but I feel like with physique competitors, because at the end of the day, the judges are looking at something that is not quite so easy to judge. Right. You might look up your competition, but it's a different look. You just are curious about what they look like as opposed to, because there's no way for you to say, oh, she's in better shape than me concretely. Right. Exactly. Things happen all the time on stage where you see girls who oh, she might have better abs, but she's got better hamstrings. She's got better right. shoulders. And the judges might like hamstrings that day, so hamstring girl. <laughs> right, exactly. Versus powerlifting, where you very concretely know that if you're looking at a girl who's similar to you in size, and she can bench 180 pounds for triples in training, and you're not even at 140 yet, that's a very concrete number. Right. <laughs> And so I think for a lot of us with powerlifting, we can scare ourselves right, out of wanting to be competitive or even wanting to take the chance to compete. Um, I remember, and I think you've probably seen it too, Brie, where people say, don't wait until you're ready, just do it. Right. I have a very hard time with that idea. My parents right. didn't raise me to just go and do things. Right. They've raised me with this very concrete idea of overprepare. You prepare right. to the utmost. And, and I think, I think too, you know, coming from, um, you know, at least, you know, my personal experience being, you know, a person of color 
and, you know, having parents, you know, that raise you and talk to you about those things. What, it, what is that one thing that every black parent tells their child, you got to be twice as good to get half as far. Right. Exactly. Um, and so I think for a lot of us, that's ingrained in us. And it's it's like I can't just go in there on a whim and BS, even if it's a hobby and even if it's just something fun that I love to do. You know, I've got to put in extra work compared to other folk. And I think, you know, in, in some ways, that's certainly a good thing because you never can be too prepared. But I think in some ways, too, like you said, it's kind of a bad thing because, you know, it. There, there's a school of thought that says if you wait until you're ready, you'll never do it. <laughs> you know, if you if you wait until you're ready to have kids, you'll never have kids. If you wait until you're ready to, you know, get that next degree, you'll never get it. You know, so I, I, I think it's important, like you said, to to, you know, develop that perspective, too, and, and don't get so paralyzed by your need to be adequate, adequately prepared that you end up not moving forward at all. And I think I've said this to you recently. I kind of, the friend of mine that, uh, uh, that's competed most recently, she sort of did this all on a whim. And when she did it, she said, you should just do this with me. Let's just do mm-hmm. this. We'll get it out of the way. And now that it's two months later, I probably should have just gone ahead and done it as crazy making as it would have been without a coach, not really knowing what I'm doing in a competitive because powerlifting has commands. It has, you know, standards. It's, you know, there are the, all these little technical pieces that really do matter. Mm -hmm. I almost wish I had just learned those things kind of off the cuff and done a meet and gotten it out of the way, because if I hated it, I hadn't invested any real money in it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I hadn't really, I'd invested the training time, but I would have been training anyway. I, I, I train regardless of, a meet or no meet. I just train because I like to train. I care about right. training. I love training. And now that I'm on the other side of it and she did it, she got it out of her system. She, she really enjoyed competing and she already, she knows she loves powerlifting. So she'll be there regardless of whatever happens with competition, but getting it out of the way made everything so much easier for her. Right. Now I'm sitting here pent up because I've got a coach and he gets to kind of decide now when I compete, right. unless I just kind of say, well, I'm just going to do this this weekend, not tell you, tell you anything and just show up right. somewhere and compete. Mm-hmm. But that's not what I'm paying him for. So I probably won't right. do that. But I kind of wish that I had sort of done it yeah, off yeah. the cuff, because at least then whatever went wrong, it went wrong. I'm not linked to anybody's standards or anybody's right. thought process or there are... If I had just done something off the cuff, I think my goal would have been don't bomb out of the meat. Get one squat, get one bench, and get one deadlift. (laughs) As opposed to now where I'm wrapped up in totals and goals and do I sumo deadlift or do I conventional? I don't care. (laughs) Or I wouldn't have cared then. Now I do. So I think there is something to be said, at least in these sports like powerlifting, where you can kind of get into them without a coach Mm -hmm. to just go ahead and do it and give it a shot. And yes, prepare yourself because it it is not cool to go into a situation like this and not know what is coming at all. Right. But whereas with – Physique competition, I would never tell anyone to do that without a coach. Yeah, exactly. I would never advise anyone to do that without a coach. 
But for something like powerlifting, where as long as you know what the standards are for those three lifts, if you're interested and you're scared and you're the kind of person like me where you can, where, where competition and, and being able to compare yourself to other people, because now I very concretely know what the people that I would be up against in a, in a theoretical meet, I now know very concretely what those girls squat, deadlift, bench. I know what their numbers look like. Right. <laughs> That's the, so it's a very concrete thing now, as opposed to where if I had done it blindly, it would have all been theoretical other than whatever I could find on the Instagram. It would have just mm-hmm. been, Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to put this here singlet on and this here right. t-shirt and this here belt and these here rips, wrist wraps and mm-hmm. make a go of it and see what happens. Yeah. Now it is ingrained what I saw that day in, the Arnold didn't help. There were a lot of the girls, you know, running around the Arnold who are also from here who yeah. I can kind of say, okay, well, this is what the girls who are really good look like. That's not always a great thing. It's it's great to maybe set goals and say, hey, someday I'd like to be able to do that or this um, for long-term goals, but it makes it a little intimidating to now walk into a meet and say, hmm, how do I set goals for this now? So this whole comparison thing, yeah, it does sometimes help to have a benchmark. Yeah. But sometimes it can totally backfire <laughs> and scare you away. I think for the physique side, and I'm going to let you take that a little bit. Yeah. I think that has a diff- I think the comparison thing has a slightly different role on the physique side of things because that's kind of the whole entire point. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll, te- competition. I- I'll tell you, um, you know, I- I mean, I, I, I think, you know, initially, you know, sort of getting into into that that sort of side of it and, and competing and things like that, I didn't know enough to really, quote unquote, check out the competition. You know, I just kind of went into it. Like you said, I went into it blindly and, and you know, just kind of got up there or whatever. And, you know, then subsequently after that, you know, I made a concerted effort not to do that because I just felt like, you know, here's the thing, like you, and it's just like you said, it's so weird with, with, you know, physique sports, because there's really only so much you have control over, right? You know, you can control your process. You can control, you know, the effort that you put into your training. You can control the effort that you put into adhering to, you know, whatever your nutritional plan is. But you know, other than that, you can't really control how your body's going to react to that. And you can't control who else is going to show up. So I think I really had an epiphany at some point and said, there's no point in me looking at, and, and because what I used to do was, and I think a lot of, you know, folks who, you know, have gotten into this sort of look at, you know, the NPC, you know, kind of as that Holy grail, you know, that's that organization folks who compete in that. And so you sort of look at those people that compete in, in that federation in your division, like, okay, this is the gold standard. Well, guess what? You know, if you are a natural bodybuilder and you are comparing to yourself to someone who may or may not be, you are never going to look like that. Like never, it's just, it's, it's probably not going to be possible. So for you to constantly look at that as the gold standard and then compare yourself to that, you're doing nothing but driving yourself crazy. 
right? And you've created this story in your head of, well, you know, this person looks like this and this person's, you know, eight weeks out and I'm eight weeks out and why don't I look like this? And I'm terrible. And it's ridiculous. Like there's just no point in you doing that. So I think I got to the point where I said, you know what? I'm not doing that anymore. So I don't, you know, that the last time that I ended up competing, I didn't even, I didn't look up anyone who had done that same show the year before. I didn't look up the winners. I didn't look up, you know, I kind of sort of divorced myself from social media with respect to, you know, other competitors that, you know, are in my division. Like I just X X'd out all of that out because it doesn't matter. You know, all you can do is what you can do. And I, and I found that it was so much less of a stressful process for me that way. Now that doesn't work for everyone. And, you know, I think for me, like I would probably say, I don't consider myself to be a competitive person in the traditional sense of things. Like I'm probably the only person when I go to CrossFit and I go do a wad, I don't pay attention to what anybody else is doing. I don't pay attention to what, you know, you know, folks who had done the workout prior to me, what their score was. I go in and I look at the workout and I may say to myself, okay, you know, if it's for rounds, you know, I really, you know, I want to try to get five or six rounds from this workout, or I want to try to finish it in this amount of time. Right. And then, you know, once I'm done and I get my score, then I might look just to see where I compare, but you know, that's just for for, mentally for me, that's just a more healthy process than being like, Oh, well, so-and-so is, you know, doing it in this amount of time. So I need to do it in this amount of time too. Um, I find that, you know, we create these stories in our head and say, okay, well, this person has done this in this amount of time and they're the same age as me or they look like this at this point. So I should be doing that too. But it's like, why though? Like, why are you thinking that? You're not taking into consideration any other, you know, sort of factors that might come in. You're not taking into consideration that person's genetics, which are completely different than yours. Even if you meet somebody with the exact, who looks exactly like you, who's shaped exactly like you, if they don't have the same, you know, sort of genetic makeup, like if you guys don't have the same parents, you can't logically look at that and say, well, because they perform in this way or they look this way, I should too. Like you cannot do that. Right. Um, so You know, I just, I found that when I stopped looking at those things, um, I stopped getting as stressed out as I was before. You're also not, and I, I also find that, you know, for me, the only time I find myself investing more energy into comparing myself with somebody else is when I'm not doing what I need to be doing, right? So if I'm, you know, Again, handling my business, I'm, you know, putting all the, all the effort that I can put into at any given time into my training. I'm, you know, really, you know, striving to be, you know, um, compliant with the nutrition, then I'm fine. It's only when I'm, you know, like, could I have not skipped that last five minutes of cardio or could I have not, <laughs> you know, could I, I, pro- I ate a little extra bite of X, Y, and Z that I find myself looking, you know, I would find myself looking at other people going, oh, well, what are they doing? What are they doing? Um, and I think, you know, that really speaks to, you know, really keeping your eyes on your own paper, right? Focusing on your own process. 
Um, I think that's really important to, you know, getting out of that game of comparing yourself, you know, and I mean, even for me at this point, I'm, I'm completely new to powerlifting and still relatively new to CrossFit, you know, and I find myself going, dang, you know, so-and-so is, you know, getting, you know, finished the open in this amount of time, or they're doing this or they're doing that and not looking at the reality of the situation. And that's not to say that you should make excuses, but the reality is, you know, I'm 45 years old. I have a full-time job that I go to every day, right? I have a husband, I have a child, I have all of these other outside responsibilities where, you know, so if you're going to compare yourself to someone who literally is doing this particular endeavor for a living, so all they have to do all day is train, (laughs) or they're a good 10 years younger than you, or, you know, their, their personal situation is such that they only have to focus on themselves you're setting yourself up for failure. Why would you do that? Your circumstances are nowhere near the same thing. And of course, those things are going to have impact on your training, your performance and your outcomes. Um, You know, so I think it, it really is worthwhile to not create this whole scenario and story in your head that's just not accurate, you know, be and, 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 and you, you're beating yourself up for nothing, you know, would things be different if maybe, you know, I was a stay at home mom or would things be different if, you know, I, you know, trained, you know, was a trainer for a living instead of doing something else? Maybe, but I'm not. So why bother pondering that? <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's crazy. It, it's crazy. I mean, it really is. But, you know, I've found that I've just made a more concerted effort, particularly, you know, being, you know, in prep to, you know, not be following a bunch of other competitors or not be, you know, kind of focus on that stuff. Um, you know, and I also think it's really important to, to consider instead of always sort of looking at kind of your shortcomings and, and where, you know, things aren't going well for you, look at where things are going well for you and the progress that you've made. You know, we, you and I talk about this all the time. Like I have always had a phobia about benching, right? I've always hated it. Um, you know, I just feel like I've always had this poverty bench or whatever, (laughs) you know? And so whenever, you know, even like, you know, looking at you or listening to what you bench and I'm like, Oh God, I'm I suck, you know, or looking at these other people. And it's like, but wait a minute, you know, you actually were able to bench your body weight at some point, you know, you've actually been able to, you know, bench for reps, what you would have never dreamed of being able to do, you know, four, three or two years ago. So why not focus on that stuff instead? And, and again, be realistic about your story. Well, of course you can't focus on benching right now because you're doing more of a bodybuilding workout <laughs> and your calories are reduced and you got to focus on that. You know what I mean? So, um, I think it's just, you look amazing by the way. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I think it's important to, you know, again, kind of, you know, kind of tug your ear sometimes and say, Hey, wait a minute, you know, like stop doing this. Like, let's really focus on what is actually happening right now and not this story that you're telling yourself, you know? So, um, you know, that's kind of how I look at it from the perspective of, of, you know, the space I'm in right now with, um, you know, uh, getting ready to compete in women's physique. I mean, yeah. And I'm also looking like, Oh, you know, I'm looking at these competitors and they're so much bigger than me and they've got all this muscle and I'm so tiny and blah, 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 blah. 
But I don't have a realistic picture of myself right now because, you know, you get into that headspace or you're not thinking about the fact that, yeah, it's, it's great that, you know, you have a lot of mass, but you also have to remember with physique, you, you have to have great conditioning, you know, and you're getting there, you know? So, um, I think for me, those are the things that are very helpful, you know, to help me, you know, when I get into that space of starting to compare myself to other people and, you know, kind of getting down on, on myself about, you know, where, where I am or where I think I should be. Um, you know, do you have any, you know, tips or mechanisms that you use when you start finding yourself doing that and doing the comparison thing a lot more? I whine at you and then you beat me up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, assuming everybody doesn't have a Brie to do that. (laughs) Find a Brie to beat you up when you were. Right, 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 right. That's my that that's my tip. No, realistically, I think for me it is it really does come down to figuring out and I guess you could say rewriting the narrative. I mm-hmm. I I think because I have been lifting for what feels like 700 years when it's re, the reality right. is it's a decade and some change, which is a long time in the larger scheme of things, but as I like to say for a chunk of that decade and some change, I was doing it wrong. Like Mm -hmm. I was lifting things and I was getting stronger, but I wasn't necessarily focused on being stronger. I was focused on looking really good. And so I think sometimes I have to remind myself that a lot of the women that I know, you know, as far as internet known people or people that I've met through local powerlifting meets, a lot of them only have done powerlifting. Right. And so when I'm looking at my story and then their stories, if you have 10 years of quote unquote aesthetic lifting versus two years of intense powerlifting only training with a coach, those results are going to look nothing alike. (laughs) Even Even in the best case scenario, those two stories will look nothing alike. And Mm -hmm. so I have to sit down and sometimes remind myself, yeah, you're, you're, you're coming from a different place. You spent invested time in a different place. Um, you've had surgeries, you've had illnesses, you've had other things, you've had work, you, you know, there are all these other things that play into where I am right now, but it's really easy because I think we get caught up in what's happening right this minute. And so I have to kind of sometimes literally rewrite my narrative as in on paper, write down all of the things that are factoring into where I am right now. And I've had to do that for my coach a couple of times and say, Hey, look, man, I know you'd like to see thing X, Y, or Z, but I need to, this isn't working because of this. Remember this, because sometimes I think I do. And I think for me, I go back and forth between I feel great. And then some days I feel terrible. And I think that comes with all of the health condition stuff that, that work that are at work with me. Right. So for me, keeping that in the back of my mind that I don't always know what is my training isn't going well, or mm-hmm. Dina, your, your, your diet is a mess. You've right. been eating like an idiot for two weeks. Stop right. it. You might be meeting your macros, but meeting your macros with Doritos protein shakes and ice cream are not going to yield. It's not going to say yield the same results in terms of. I'm like, I don't, I don't see what the problem is with that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was super fun while it lasted, but right. Right. 
but there's, you know, the reality check is like, okay, great. I've hit my macros and my weight isn't all over the place, but I don't feel so hot. Right. But it is really important sometimes to check back in with yourself and look at all the factors that you have going on that may or may not be contributing to the things you don't like. And it's like you said, sometimes when you're, you're starting to play that comparison game, you're looking for reasons or things to justify your own foolery. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and sometimes real sometimes that comparison thing does help me in a way to say, "Hey, hey, 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 hey. Pull yourself together." Right. <laughs> and then stop comparing yourself and just get to work, put your head down and do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's and and that's kind of how I have to recenter myself is just focus on my work and I think I sometimes wonder and I keep meaning to ask him this. My coach I noticed, unlike a lot of the coaches I've had in the past, when he sends me my weekly plan, he sends them to me in such a way that I can go back to week. I'm on week. This one that comes today, I believe is week eight. Uh huh. Week eight still has seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And then the baseline session that I did with him all in separate little pages. Right. And I wonder if sometimes he does that on purpose so that I can actually go back and say, okay, this many weeks ago, I was here. Right, so right. So I can oh, go back and, smart. and see very concretely, like on the worst days, I can see very concretely that on week one, we basically stripped the bar bare and started all yeah. over again. <laughs> and that helps things, you know, that helps keep me a little bit more on track. And I can see where there is progress. I might not be happy with all of it, but it recenters me on, okay, something is changing. Things are right. changing. Maybe it's not what I want, right? but it's changing. I, and it's funny you brought up the bench because you know, my bench is exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. I hate benching. I hated benching until, oh, I don't know, eight weeks ago when, <laughs> when a certain coach showed up and fixed my bench. Right. I still haven't figured out what he did. We just know that it's magical. Whatever he did is magical. And all of a sudden my bench has gone skyrocketing through the roof and I feel a lot better about it. Mm-hmm. But I, and I think that's right now, the only thing that has been, if I'm really honest, that's what's holding me together right now is the right. fact that I'm confident with weight on the bar that I know concretely, I wouldn't have even touched without a spotter two months ago. Mm-hmm. And now that's, Oh, okay. You know, it's cra- it's it is very crazy for me to know that at the beginning of January, I knew what my max was. My max was somewhere in the neighborhood of 160 something. And but I was scared of it. It was one of those maxes where you're like, "Oh, you can put it on the bar, but if I die under this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be surprised." And now that's just what he writes for, you know, oh, this is what you're going to do on Wednesday for a bunch of sets. You, you'll be okay right. with that, right? Yeah. And it's not it's not tentative. It's not scary. I just go find the spotter and get to work, and it's a fact of life. So it's looking, being able to look at that concretely on paper and flip back through the last seven or eight weeks and say, okay, I might not like my deadlift. I may not understand how to deadlift anymore. I think I've literally forgotten how to deadlift. Right. But my bench is looking great now. Yeah. And, you know, we changed everything on my squat. So I have no sense of where my squat is anymore. And that makes me feel weird because I can see all these girls who are smaller than me, <laughs> thanks to the Arnold, who are, oh, I squatted 300 pounds today. Mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can concretely see that the things and the feedback he's given me over the last eight weeks indicate that I'm heading back to my normal state of 
squatting. So there's progress being made. And I think um, being able to benchmark yourself against yourself is really important because mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. all of your benchmarks are external, exactly. You're it, there's, that's not really a benchmark. It's right. It's a goal. It's a, it's a right. down the road goal. But I think if I look at some of the girls who are the big name power lifters, I can't benchmark my deadlift against Kim Walford. That's a terrible exactly. idea. Exactly. <laughs> that's a terrible idea. I mean, sure. She's definitely deadlift goals and maybe someday I, by some freak chance, will be able to deadlift that much. But I can't benchmark my deadlift right. on a woman who has world record deadlifts. That doesn't make any right. sense. Exactly. As comfortable as I am with bench, I can't be- you know benchmark my bench press numbers against against Jen Thompson's. I can't do that. She's 132 pounds of ridiculous, crazy power. She can bench 314 pounds. Right. I can't use that 314 as right. my benchmark. So. I've learned and I'm getting better at it over the years. I think as I become an older, more mature adult and I stop thinking with a 25 year old brain mm-hmm. that my benchmarks have to be my benchmarks. And exactly. there are lots of one of the things that I think I need to go back to doing. And this is a tip for everybody is if you're looking at lifting numbers, it's harder to do with physique based things. Mm hmm. Because I think PRing the smallness of your waist is ridiculous. So, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I definitely have had waist PRs, but I don't know that that's the best thing for me to be tracking. So no. But in terms of numbers, I think if you can find a long-term tracking app for your workouts that include things like being able to set goals or that will track your PR. I have this app on my phone. It's the FitNotes app. It's free. I don't know who makes it, but it's called mm-hmm. FitNotes. And I think it's the funniest thing because it tells me every time I hit any kind of PR, it's like, you've PR. This is your 45 rep PR. What? Right, right. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? Right. But sometimes in those moments when you really are hating what you're doing and you feel like you're failing at life, when it pops up like, you've never done eight reps for this much weight before. Mm-hmm. Go team. That's a great thing to have, a little tool to have. And a great little benchmarking thing. So I think finding that way to kind of move your focus inward instead of so outward, even though we all know in the back of our minds, the reality is we are competitive athletes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These things, whether it's physique, whether it's CrossFit, whether it's Olympic weightlifting, whether it's powerlifting, whether it's, and just about anything else you compete in. At the end of the day, there's a winner. Or there is a gold medalist, a silver medalist, and a bronze medalist. And we all want one of those shiny pieces of often metal-covered plastic, but whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can't use the external validation to be the thing that pushes you. Because you'll ne- if you don't ever get it, you're going to be miserable doing what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think I said it to you. I said there's something satisfying about knowing. I was watching the Arnold and I said to him, I might have said it to you. I hope it was you I said it to. If not, I don't know who I said it to. <laughs> there's something satisfying in knowing that the chances of me being one of those women lifting at the Arnold is really, really slim. Like mm-hmm. slim to none. And I don't mean that in a defeatist way, but right. in a reality way. If there's something satisfying about me being able to say... 
I don't know that that right there is my path. Right. Because I'm not out here worried about what those women are doing. I can just watch it and enjoy it exactly for what it is. And yeah. it's not necessarily where my aspirations are. If somehow things happen that that's where I end up. Yay. Right. <laughs> but that is, there's something very satisfying and kind of freeing about being able to say that may not be where my path is now. Right. Who knows? I'm not, I'm not writing it off as something that could never happen, but from where I am right now today, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the, the literal mathematics are not in place <laughs> right. to make that a possibility. And there's something comforting about that because I don't have to compare myself to those women. I know I've watched some friends of mine who did lift at the Arnold, not naming anybody's names, but there, you guys know who you are, mm-hmm. who rather than enjoying the fact that they were even invited to that prestigious of an event, were focused on the numbers that they were going to hit because they wanted a world record. They wanted to PR everything. They wanted to match up with the girls or the guys in some cases that they were lifting against. And in a lot of cases, that's not the best driver. Exactly. Exactly. It makes you make stupid decisions. Sometimes it makes you, and sometimes it just leads to, you know, more negativity where there should be positivity in the fact that you got invited to an amazing, amazing opportunity and you're getting to be at this meet that people dream of being able to lift at over when, you know, when, when they jump into powerlifting or what have you, but because you're lost in all the numbers of it. You can't enjoy it. Right. So I think there is something comforting in saying, focusing on what you can do in your day-to-day training Mm -hmm. or in your local meet or your regional meet, as opposed to setting these crazy five-year benchmarks. I can do that for my career. I don't know about you, Brie, but I feel good doing that about my career, saying I'd like to be able to say I have this job title five years from now, or I'm making this much money. But something about powerlifting for me saying, oh, in five years, I want to be the world record holder in the deadlift. Right. That overwhelms me and makes me want to take the blanket that I'm sitting on and put it over my head and cry. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so there's something just, comforting. I don't know. You know, and I just, I don't know, like, and, 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 and this may be my thing, you know, obviously everyone sort of has their own different, you know, ideas about, um, spirituality and all that other stuff. But, you know, one of the other things that is helpful for me when I, you know, kind of get in that space of, oh, comparing, comparing, comparing is really bearing in mind that, you know, what is for me is for me. Meaning, you know, I'm a firm believer in that, you know, our paths are, are sort of laid out for us and kind of predestined, right? And whether that's by the universe or by, you know, God or whoever you have, you know, whatever you happen to dis- to ascribe to, you know, whatever path that I'm on is the path that I'm on, meaning whatever that, you know, sort of higher being or place has laid out for, for D, that's for D, right? So for me to look at that and compare kind of where you are, what you're doing, what you have, what you've accomplished to myself doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because that may not be for me. 
that may be just for you. <laughs> and the same thing for me, like, you know, and that really resonated with me w- with what you were saying about, you know, you're setting your goals. And the way that I set goals nowadays is decidedly different than the way that I set goals, you know, maybe five or 10 years ago, or even the things that I, you know, cause I, I, I do pray and the things that I pray for now are decidedly different than the things that I prayed for five or 10 years ago. Like I don't really pray for stuff anymore, right? I don't really pray for, you know, oh God, please, you know, give me this car, give me this job, give me this, give me that. You know, I, I pray more for, you know, whatever it is that you want for me, you know, like let me be aware enough to move in that direction. You know, or, you know, whatever it is that you want from me, you know, please give me the tools to execute that. You know, those are the kind of things that I think about. So, you know, relating that to training and relating that to, you know, setting goals for competition, you know, I tend to look at things now like, um, you know, for example, so, you know, this whole competing thing with women's physique, um, you know, I, I thought a lot about my goals, Right. And it was really weird because it never once occurred to me or it never really I never really thought about the concept of, oh, well, you're going to compete, you know, to get a pro card. I, I really didn't think about that. You know, my goal was to be able to complete this process in, you know, a somewhat sane way to be able to give, say that I gave 110% because I hadn't done that before. You know, say I gave 110% to the training and the nutrition. You know, I wanted to be competitive, quote unquote, in the sense that I wanted to get up on stage that day and look like I belonged on stage that day, right? Um, And that wasn't even thinking about who else was up there just for myself. I wanted to, you know, not screw up my posing routine. And I wanted to, um, you know, be comfortable with and, and really stick my compulsory poses. That was all that I wanted. I never not once thought about, Oh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, you know, please God, give me a pro card. Da, 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 Cause I recognize I didn't have any control over that. Right. So, you know, and, and, and things just kind of worked out the way they did. I mean, they worked out certainly, you know, in a positive manner, but I think part of that was because I wasn't focused on, I was focused on the things that I could control, you know, in the process. And I think the same thing with what you were saying about, you know, looking at it and saying, well, I want to be the world record holder in this, you know, in five years, or I want to be this or this or this, you know, and then also thinking, well, maybe, you know, maybe that's not, what the plan is for me. Maybe I should be focused on, I want to, you know, consistently grow and I want to consistently improve my numbers and I want to consistently, you know, do whatever. Like for me, you know, being a newbie to powerlifting, you know, and and hopefully getting on the platform one day, you know, my goal is to get on that platform and um, not screw up the commands, right? Like that's all, that's it. That's all I want. You know, I'm not worried about no records. I'm not worried about, you know, hitting these numbers necessarily. I just want to get up there and have, you know, a a full appreciation of the commands and and not DQ myself. (laughs) And maybe that's, you know, that's not aiming real high, but um, that is that is pretty much, um, you know, kind of where I am. So, 
you know, I think looking at your goals with, you know, from a realistic point of view is, is probably also helpful with stopping with the comparison. That doesn't mean you shouldn't dream big. You know, that should, doesn't mean it shouldn't have big goals, but I think you have to, I think you just have to keep in mind that, you know, none of this stuff is a linear process. You're not just going to go from A to Z. You might have to take a stop off for a year. You might have to deal with some health issues. You might have to deal with some injuries, you know, and, and being able to maintain your perspective and keep going in spite of that, you know, I think is is a good way to you know kind of stay on that positive path so um you know that's definitely something i think about a lot with respect to when i find myself you know like oh and so and so and did it wait a minute brie you know step back what, what what's your goal here what do you you know what did you say you wanted to do right you wanted to get through every workout and increase your, you know, weights every workout and get your cardio in. So why are you tripping off of, you know, what X, Y, and Z did, or why are you tripping off this person or that person or this, you know, why are you trying to hurry up your timeline? You said you were competing in August. Why all of a sudden you trying to do it in May? Why? You know, if this is your timeline and this is what you have decided, you know, or what you think works for you, then stick with that. And, and it'll be revealed whether or not that's the case, right? So um, I think those things are really important, too. You're so smart. Am I, am I missing anything? <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. I think we covered this whole competition thing. I think one of the things that I think I need to... My coach and I have lots of these weird email heart-to-hearts. It's kind of funny mm-hmm. where, you know, I told you, he's a man of few words. He's a man right. of few words. Um. So I end up having these like moments of crazy where it's just, ah, I'm freaking out. Let me tell you by email and then you can say yes mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. to answer me. But I think one of the things that I, in terms of this whole competing and com- comparing thing, is that I think for me coming from him, I'd like to know, and I think this is helpful for a lot of people, is what are we doing? <laughs> you know? Right. I've Where are we going? What are your goals for me? Because are our goals on the same page? Cause if I'm really just trying to get out here and do this meet to get it over with just to, you know, see what it feels like, but in his mind, and it's totally possible that this is the case. I've seen it with other people. I know who hired coaches who they set goals in the sense of you'll do a meet sometime over the summer, mm-hmm. but they never talked about the context mentally of how they were seeing the meet. And so their coach looks at them and says, I've got a good lifter on my hands. Right. I'm going to really push you. And the person was sitting there and this really did happen to a friend of mine where in her mind, she was just kind of doing this for fun. Mm -hmm. And she hired the coach to kind of do it more because she didn't, for the same reasons I did. I, she didn't want to look like an idiot when she got up on the platform. She didn't know anything about what a real competition bench or a competition, um, squat rack or any of that felt like or looked like because she trained in sort of a basically a crossfit gym that just especially their powerlifting equipment was just random stuff that they had in the corner so she hired a coach so she wouldn't look crazy which is a smart thing to do and but he looked at her and he said well you've got great potential but he never said that to her out loud right 
And in the back of his mind, he's thinking she really wants to be competitive. So he's writing these, you know, these plans for this person who's going to be a super competitive power lifter. And in Mm -hmm. her mind, she's kind of saying, I just want to put a singlet on and lift some stuff. Right. Right. And when you kind of go into that with two different things, you're comparing yourself in two totally different ways. So in my case, my coach and I have never really had that conversation. I came to him with, I want to do a meet. Now, the problem is I am a competitive maniac of a person. I am. Mm-hmm. I admit it. I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. don't like to lose. I don't like to not do well. I don't do anything where I don't feel like I can do it well. Um, and maybe he's read that in me and that's why he, you know, he, we haven't had to have this conversation. Right. But for me, I don't know where he is. I'm assuming because he's torturing me that... <laughs> He's attempting for some level of competitiveness and some level of seriousness about it. But that conversation has never been had. We've never sat down Mm -hmm. and said, this is what I see for you or what I don't see for you. Um, And it's really interesting because I don't know what he's benchmarking me against. Right. You know, in his head, is he benchmarking me against myself or is in his head when he's writing my plans, is he benchmarking me to get better against my numbers, but to match up to some miscellaneous theoretical, you know, power lifting right. standard for competing? Who knows? And that's one of those things. Again, who am I, who, who am I being compared to? And a meet, you're being compared to an actual human being. Right. I think we talked about my friend where she went in and she's a, she's a relatively new power lifter and, she was competing against a girl who her goal was to make nationals. Mm-hmm. The girl had an entire strategy. She dropped, you know, 10 pounds or 15 pounds of water. I don't know off the top of my head, but I mm-hmm. met, I knew the girl through some other channels and I know she wasn't the same size on meet day that she was when I met her in person. Right. And she had dropped a good bit of weight and was competing in a completely different weight class than I thought she would be competing in. So she could mm-hmm. make nationals. She's a mm-hmm. super strong girl, but if you're being compared to that and those expectations and you're just doing it recreationally, that's a totally different game than right. being compared to somebody who just showed up that day and just wants to yeah. lift the same way you do. So I think that's another, in terms of when you're thinking about comparing yourself, if you've got a coach, what are they comparing you to? Who are they comparing you to? And those conversations are important because even in physique in, in the physique world, because, you know, we've talked about my coaching situation when I did that, but my coach, I think had some very clear expectations in her head of what I could look like mm-hmm. that she never shared with me necessarily. And so she was building a body for me that was competitive in a very specific situation. Right. If you don't know what your what your coach is comparing you to, unless they're literally just comparing you to you, you might be chasing something that you can't even see. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, again, I think you so, have to be very clear on what your goals are, and I think you have to be very clear on what your motivations are too. I think all of that, you know, plays in into it as well. Because again, you know, if you're looking at 
okay, well, you know, and I think, again, a lot of times we tell ourselves stories, right? So, you know, you're saying, oh, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in this and I want to compete because blah, 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 you know, particularly if you're looking at sort of the physique, you know, sports and I'm, you know, I want to do this and, but really you're using as it a way, as a way to manage your weight and as a way to stay, you know, skinny or as a way to kind of get that external validation, like you got to be honest about that. You know, because if you're not, then, you know, you'll find yourself in that space where you're looking at X, Y, and Z, you're looking at so-and-so and you'll never be satisfied. You know, maybe the same thing for, you know, powerlifting or CrossFit or Olympic lifting, you know, um, are you getting into it and interested in it just because, you know, it of and of it of in and of itself is of interest to you? Or is it because you're, again, looking for some sort of external validation that you really should be finding within yourself? You know, and I think if you are very clear about that, that will, again, also help to kind of stave off the temptation when maybe things aren't progressing the way that you think they should, um, you know, to, to comparing, you know, yourself to others. And, you know, I, I think that it's really important, you know, again, in terms of like, um, you know, coping mechanisms or when you find yourself doing these things, um, you know, I think it's really important to think about, um, you know, counting your blessings, like we talked about, you know, focusing on, you know, what you already have and what you're already blessed with. You know, if we spend all this time thinking about what we don't have and, you know, what's missing, you know, we're missing a really important opportunity to, you know, be happy where you are. Like you can want to improve, but still be happy in the space that you're in. You can want to improve your physique, but still be happy with, you know, and love yourself where you are right now. And I think, you know, those things are okay. Um, and I think you also have to be okay with being with, with imperfection. You're not going to be perfect. You know, it always kills me, you know, when I talk to people and whether it's, you know, someone who's, you know, getting into powerlifting for the first time or someone who's getting into bodybuilding or someone and they're like, you know, I went to the, you know, it was my first powerlifting session and I'm quitting. And it's like, well, why? Well, you know, I, I couldn't get a 300 pound deadlift. Okay. Well, how long have you been training? Well, three weeks. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? That's not how any of this works, you know? And I think, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we feel like we need, and, and, you know, I go through this with my son sometimes, like for whatever reason, we get in this headspace where we feel like we're not supposed to, you know, we're supposed to be perfect the first time out. Like, that's just not how it works. You know, I would say most things we're not, if you're not inherently gifted with that talent, you're not going to be great the first time you do it. You're probably going to suck, you know, and, and that's <laughs> where, and, and that's where, you know, the, the learning and the training and the coaching and the practice and the hard work comes in. Like, that's kind of the whole point. So I think, you know, going into going into any endeavor and recognizing that um, is going to be important. And it'll also keep you from that urge to compare yourself to what others are doing. Um, and also focusing on the journey, right? You know, we, we we're so, like you said, you know, earlier we're so goal oriented and, Oh, well, I want to, you know, I want this to be my total on the platform. I want to get this pro card. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you're so focused on that, that you're not paying attention to the journey, you know, and you're not paying attention to the small things that happen on the journey. Um, you know, 
and 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 with a lot of this stuff, there isn't really an endpoint. There isn't going to be this okay final culmination, right? Um, you know, I'm at least a that's the way I like to now. <laughs> right? Or you know, I got on the platform and I got nine for nine and I got this total, so I'm done. I'm walking away. I'm dropping the mic. That's not really what it's about. You know, you, it, there's always going to be something else that you want to strive towards. So I think if we spend more time thinking about the actual journey, I mean, obviously you want to keep the end goal in your crosshairs. But, you know, for me, you know, I'm not competing until August. So if I spend all my time focused on August, focused on August, focused on August, it's March, you know, I'm going to drive myself crazy. You know, so I, I prefer to try to, you know, I always say one workout at a time, one meal at a time. That's how you're going to get there. So, you know, those are the things like kind of that daily grind that I try to, you know, really look at and, and really evaluate, you know, what I'm doing and, 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 you know, if I could be doing better or things like that. And that helps to keep me, you know, focused and it helps to keep me motivated and it helps to keep me engaged. Um so, you know, I think those things are also um, really important when you find yourself, you know, comparing yourself to other people and uh, kind of take that step back. And we already said this before, but, you know, finally, I think it's really important to recognize that you don't know somebody else's journey. You know, we, we, we've been talking about kind of our journeys and, you know, I guarantee you, you know, D, anyone who would looking at looking at you would have no clue of the obstacles and the challenges that you have successfully overcome and are still working with, with respect to your own health and, you know, your own sort of, you know, path with, with weight and things like that, you know, so they may look at you, you know, up in the gym, pushing up, you know, way beyond your body weight on bench and be like, "Mm," you know, look at her, she's doing that. I should be doing this, but they don't know what you've been through and they don't know what it's taken you to get there and how many times you've had to start over again, you know? And so I think, it's really important for us to think about those things when we, you know, look at someone as kind of the object of our whatever it is, you know, envy or, you know, jealousy or, you know, kind of even as that holy grail of like, oh, this person's so perfect and I want to be just like them and they're doing this. So I should be doing that because you don't know where they've come from. You know, you don't know that, you know, yeah, they are, you know, kicking ass in this respect, but they would be, they would give anything to have the kind of success that you have professionally, or, you know, they've got this amazing, you know, physique and, you know, they've got these cut up abs like 14 weeks out, but they would give anything to have, you know, the type of family that you have or to have this, you know, supportive spouse that you have or, you know, whatever it may be. So I think, Keeping that perspective as well is really important because, you know, we are all coming from different places and, you know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So you can't really judge based upon what you see with your eyes, you know, and I think, you know, the more that we can um, recognize that it'll help to keep that, you know, kind of comparison monster in check. I think everybody needs, I think, I just think everybody needs a breathe. That That's just yes. what it comes down to. We're yes. going to clone you yes. and we're going to start <laughs> selling you. We're just going to bottle it and sell it. 
Uh, that that's all. They're just full uh, of wise things and man, smartness. Listen, that's all, and but see, that's what I'm saying. You um, know, you saying that now, but you you know, I'm sitting here and and you know, my house is a mess, and I ain't got my laundry <laughs> done for the week, and you know, I just finished cooking dinner. Like it's a mess. You know, don't be fooled. So again, that just underscores my point. Like you we get our don't know. Breeze wise words, but don't ask her to do your laundry. There you go. Listen, don't. <laughs> there is a reason why we are not Skyping this and there are no cameras. <laughs> because nobody so, needs to see that. Um, but no, so I think, you know, again, just to recap, you know, we, we all go through the comparison thing. I think we all deal with it. And, you know, there, I think, are some ways that you can, um, you know, kind of keep that at bay, you know, from whether it be, you know, just being aware that you're doing it, um, you know, and once you're aware of it, stopping yourself and saying, hey, wait a minute, you know, I'm doing this thing. I'm getting in my head. I'm getting down on myself. Let me stop that. You know, counting your blessings, thinking about the things that are awesome in your life, you know, and focusing on your strengths and not, you know, always thinking about, oh, you know, my my bench should be this or my deadlift should be that. But, you know, looking at where you've come and that's where taking, I think, notes and keeping track of your progress is really important, too, um, because like you said, you know, earlier, the way that your coach kind of had your programming set up, it, it's so that you can see, you know, where you've come from um, and being OK with not being perfect because you're not going to be perfect. You know, none of us are. Um, and, and, and just recognizing that and, and being able to to make progress, you know, in light of that um, and not knocking other people down because you don't know their journey. You know, it's easy to look at someone and be envious and say, well, you know, they've been able to do this because blah, blah, blah. blah. And if I had that, if, you know, if I got, if I had a nickel for every time some woman said to me, well, you know, if I, you know, if I had a nanny or if, you know, I, you know, wait till you have kids. And I'm always like, but I do, you know, well, wait till, you know, you have to work and train, but I do because you don't know, you know, so get, get out of that game of doing that. Um, you know, and then focus on the journey and not always just the end goal. What are the small victories that you have every day? You know, do, were you able to be, you know, hundred percent compliant with your nutrition today? That's a victory. You know, were you able to get all your reps out for, you know, your prescribed programming? That's a victory. You know, look at those small things so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming, you know, at the end and, and then just really, you know, just, really having that love for yourself, you know, and looking at yourself and saying, you know what, I'm doing the best I can at this given time. And, and, and that's enough. Right. Um, you know, and I think if you, we can keep those things in mind, then, you know, all of this will be a lot less stressful and will be at the end of the day, what it's supposed to be, which is fun. Hobbies are supposed to be fun. <laughs> Yes, somewhere in there, you know, we are supposed to be having fun. Yeah, and and to quote your sage coach, you know, this shouldn't be the worst shit of your life. So, you know, I think um, we we got to keep those things in mind. I think we've said it all. Look at yes. us, go team. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. So, you know, again. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. You know, thank you for coming on this journey with us. Shout out to Zencaster. Woo! Again, for making us seem like, you know, we know what the hell like we're, we're doing. Professionals. That, right? <laughs> that we know some things, you know. And, we don't, uh, you but know, that's okay. You know, thanks for listening to the Chocolate Bar, our time, our strength, our lives. And, you know, we'll see you next time. See you guys. See you at the bar. Bye. <laughs>